Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. It's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Oh yeah, buddy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 167. God, it feels good to be back. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And this is my first episode back after the John's Audio Resume series. That was a great series. A lot of fun. Me talking into a microphone for 10 episodes. Great, but glad it's over. We will continue that series periodically throughout the year as I revisit the remaining jobs that I have. But more importantly, here we are, ready to conduct interviews again, and I cannot think of a better or more fun way to kick this off than with Savannah King. Savannah is Savannah the Balloon Twister. You can check out her website at savannahtheballoontwister.com. I'll have links to her site on the John of All Trades companion blog piece that goes along with this episode. Go to John of All Trades, that's J-O-N of All Trades dot U-S. And she is a balloon twister. And on this episode, one of the things we talk about is how people try and play Stump the Balloon Twister. Here's a spoiler alert. You can't do it. I almost guarantee you that there is nothing that she can't make. She's probably heard it all, so if you're coming to her with platypus or narwhal, she's heard it, she can make it. You're not going to stump her. Don't even try. She even makes stuff you've never heard of. Kids come up to her with imaginary animals and, you know, friends that they've invented and stuff. And they describe it to her and she makes it. So how does one get into this industry? Well, it helps if your dad is a clown. Now, all of our dads are clowns. Dads by nature are clowns. Dads make dad jokes. Dads embarrass their kids. I've already done that to my daughter and she's three. You know, it doesn't take much. But in Savannah's case, her dad is literally a clown, a professional clown, a clown that earns money for clowning. And that, to me, is remarkable and worthy of conversation. So we talk about what it's like to grow up there, how she got into balloon twisting. Her family has, like, an entire carnival, like, industrial strength popcorn makers and cotton candy makers and an entire room filled with costumes. And I'm like... What a fun way to grow up. I mean, that sounds insane, and I am just so thrilled that she pitched me this idea. Savannah is someone that I have worked with in her day job just a little bit, and she said, hey, if you ever get hard up for content, here's something I do on the side. And I looked at it, and I go, are you kidding me? I could be flush with content, and I would want to talk to you about this. This sounds fascinating and wonderful and delightful, and this episode is all of those things. Savannah is just a charming and delightful person, and there's a warmth about her that comes across here. I suppose that's not surprising when you consider that as part of her gig, she's dealing with and charming young children all the time. So I'm just thrilled to bring this episode to you, and we're going to get there in two shakes of a lamb's tail. But first, a couple of plugs. First one goes to our sponsor, 4 Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Check them out on the web if you are doing anything online, whether you are building a community, you need a website built, you're trying to reach people through social media marketing, maybe you're trying to buy some digital advertising. There are people out there who need to see your message, and 4 Degrees can get you the right message delivered to the correct audience at a price that is very affordable, very attractive, and you'll be highly successful if you work with them. They've been with me now through 167 plus episodes and I'm thrilled to plug their product to you each and every week. So, check out 4 degrees on the web. The number 4 d e g r e . e s. First episode back doing interviews and I just like to plug again. If you would be so kind as to vote for me in the Westward Best of Denver Awards, 
That would be spectacular of you. We won in 2017. I would love to be your favorite podcast again in 2018. So on the companion blog piece, you can find a link at the bottom of Savannah's episode that goes to readerschoice.westward.com. We're under the orange tab. It's shopping and services. It's the 10th entry down. Type in John of All Trades podcast. And hey, hopefully we get some awards recognition. I personally don't really care about winning awards, but having that next to my name as Reader's Choice Best Podcast in Denver, that can open some doors and I can bring you really dynamic content. Coming back, you want to come back strong. So we're starting with Savannah. I've got a couple of episodes coming up in the next few weeks that I think you're really going to enjoy. And they're all much different flavors from each other. I'm John of all trades, right? So I might as well try and bring you a diverse slate of content that you'll enjoy and that maybe we'll all learn something. It'll be a lot of fun. So much love to you if you vote for John of All Trades and the Westward Reader's Choice Awards. Very much appreciated. Now, those two plugs, that's going to be it. Let's get to this week's episode. Number 167 is Savannah King. She is Savannah the Balloon Twister. We talk about balloon twisting, clowning, and uh, the whole world of children's entertainment. I think you're going to get a lot out of this. And if nothing else, you're going to leave this episode with a smile. So... Number 167, Savannah King, starts right now. We were doing a grand reopening for Krispy Kreme, which, of course, is basically the best job in the world because they give you donuts at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Nice perk. Yes. Very nice perk. Where was this? What part of town? Uh, It was the one down on 120th in Thornton. Okay. So, yeah, it was funny because that's that's a Krispy Kreme that when I was little, my dentist was right next to it. So (laughs) after going to the dentist, that would like be my treat going to this Krispy Kreme over there. Um, I didn't know Krispy Kreme had been in Colorado that long. Yeah, definitely. Um, This location at least has. And so it was kind of fun to go there as an adult and be like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And stop by the dentist and be like, don't worry, I'm going to brush after this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Great thing to do after the dentist. Go get some sugar. (laughs) That's funny. Did you grow up around here? Yeah. um, I grew up... Um, in the old Highlands, so basically right across the street from where Elitches used to be. So do you still call it the North Side? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you can you can always tell natives. Yeah. Um, by how they refer to different parts of Denver, because I grew up in Golden, mm-hmm. and my wife's from Castle Rock, and uh, so we know those sides of town. And she always jokes that that's when Castle Rock was rural. Yeah. And, and like so much of her high school was in like FFA and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then my high school had like a rodeo team. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Colorado is just much, much different it in is. a lot of ways. But so, okay. So you were on the North side, right by where Elitch's used to be. Mm-hmm. Were you there a lot? Yeah, it was, um, they used to give out actually, I think it was kind of appeasement passes. Right. Um, because we lived literally right across the street. So I fell asleep to like people screaming on roller coasters my entire <laughs> childhood. So they would give us, um, all the people who lived really close free passes when I was a kid. Wow. Um, hopefully to probably make them a little happier about being next to all that noise. <laughs> God, no kidding. Yeah. And then they moved and I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no more free passes. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and not nearly as many neighbors down in that central Platte Valley. Yeah. Um, but I miss that old Elitches because it was almost like you could drive through there and you'd like miss it. Mm-hmm. It was it was like this hidden gem that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Now so. it's huge. <laughs> Parking lots out to out to there. <laughs> yeah. So this is Savannah King. She is Savannah the Balloon Twister. Yeah. And it's fitting that you grew up next to an amusement park, given that this is part of what you do. And, you know, you'd associate maybe balloon twisting and fun and merriment and amusement parks. And it's funny now because we have the contract now for Elitches. Oh, no kidding. So we do all of their corporate parties and events at the um, new location. But, of course, when they were right across the street and we could have walked there, (laughs) we didn't. (laughs) No, of course not. That would just make far too much sense, right? (laughs) But uh, when you say we, who are you referring to? Uh, so this is actually a family business. Um, believe it or not, my parents are 
professionals <laughs> at this. Um, professionals at what? Uh, well, they own a kids entertainment company. Okay. My dad's a professional clown. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So when people say, hey, your dad's a clown, Savannah. <laughs> yeah, but my dad makes money for it. I, I feel like all dads are, <laughs> all kids would say that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's too funny. I grew up with, you know, actual pony rides and cotton candy whenever I wanted it. And wow. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, my dad does all the balloons and magic shows and clowning. And my mom does face painting and like special effects makeup. Um, my sister's a lot more traditionally artistic than I am. So okay. she's following in mom's footsteps and I followed in dad with, with the balloons. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, it's funny to me because everyone runs their own race, you know, like mm-hmm. your childhood is sort of when you're a kid, especially that's how you measure or that's how you think you measure everyone else's experience, right? Right. So like my dad spent <laughs> a lot of... you don't get cotton candy for dessert? <laughs> yeah. You don't have your own cotton candy machine? Why not? What? <laughs> my dad used to travel a lot for work. And so I was used to him talking to the media. So like he'd be mm-hmm. on the news. He was a spokesman for people. And, uh, you know, he'd meet like senators and governors and stuff. And I just figured that's what everyone's dad did. Right. Yeah. And, and so we traveled a lot. And, you know, kids in my school would be like, yeah, I've never been to Disneyland. I'm like, I've been there like five times. Like mm-hmm. my dad goes to California for work all the time. And so we just like he would have miles. So we'd go. So I guess that means my question to you is, what was it like growing up with a professional clown as a father? Gosh. Um, at times, well, especially when I was a teenager, it could be quite embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine having to go through that time in your life. Oh my gosh. He, but like he knew that it bothered me. He did it more to me than my sister because she's a lot more laid back than I am. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, he'd, he'd show up and, um, the, in addition to doing all this clowning stuff before he ever became a professional clown, my dad was a professional opera singer. Wow. That's how him and my mom met was at the opera. Um, she made the opera where, Oh gosh, Arizona. Okay. I, I don't know the exact company or anything. Yeah. Not every city has an opera. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I mean, that's a fairly elite thing. I have a friend who went to, um, the art Institute here in Colorado, and she's a stage manager for an opera in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And so she had to go there because there aren't that many operas. Yeah. This one at least was a student one, I believe when they okay. met, but then they moved to New York and did the opera there, but she was his like quick change person. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so so she, they got intimate. Yeah. Uh, he actually asked her out. She says, while in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's great. My dad has no shame. Clearly. Uh, but they met there and they actually, once they had me, didn't want to travel with the opera anymore. So they made a singing telegram company. Okay. So before we have, in addition to the clown stuff, there's singing telegrams. Um, your, and your family company does singing telegrams. Too? Yes. I didn't. I <laughs> this suppose is a very it, roundabout way to get to your question. No, but. no, this is great <laughs> stuff because it, like singing telegrams are, the the primary example I can think of is like on Friends when you know yeah. Ross like sent one to Rachel and it was like this barbershop quartet. But I suppose if I Googled it, I could see that that still existed. But like it totally does. That's awesome. And what it means is we have an entire room that's just full of costumes <laughs> at my parents' house. Okay. So my dad would you know come dressed up as a five hundred pound Elvis, or um one year around what, like Christmas, to your school. Yeah, to pick me up from school. Or one year around Christmas, he um, put on a Buddy the Elf costume and chased our school bus, and, like jumping up and down like, Santa's here, Santa's here. <laughs> oh, my God. So he would do stuff like that quite a bit. And I guess when I was little, I didn't understand. Like, I was told a lot that my dad was this character's helper. So Barney's helper, Elvis's helper or Santa's helper (laughs) sort of thing. Um, so it would be, you know, what do you mean your dad isn't Barney's helper? He doesn't dress up in in a a suit and go sing to people. Yeah. So I thought that was completely normal and I didn't understand why friends, dads would be in like suits and ties. Like my dad. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's business wear. No, (laughs) no, no, no. Your dad, when he goes to work, he needs to put on a 500-pound Elvis suit. Exactly. <laughs> he needs to be a seven-foot-tall banana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is your so, dad tall? Like, um, He's a little over six foot. Okay. So So he's not like ridiculously tall. No, okay. no. 
the the banana just had foam inside of it. That made right, it really just <laughs> <laughs> would he do the peanut butter jelly time? Dance? Yes, yes, he would. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm dying to meet your father now. Oh, he's a trip. I yeah. I can only imagine. He is pretty fun. So yeah, that that happened a lot when I was a kid and just a lot of like not understanding like people didn't have access to the things I had access to. Obviously like my birthday parties were always like the bomb. Yeah, they were probably <laughs> blown out. Um or like like I said, I could pull out an industrial size cotton candy or popcorn maker whenever I wanted and make that stuff. <laughs> or we have giant bubble towers that can like fill a room or a backyard with like a swamp of bubbles. I had any Halloween costume I could ever want at all times. <laughs> like, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh I just I didn't get it when other people didn't you know yeah that's wild that to play with at their house <laughs> well it sounds like your dad used to mess with you too just on oh, purpose totally. so i mean every every kid is a reaction in some way to their parents mm-hmm. whether you know it's like okay this is exactly what i want to do or i want to do the opposite of this or somewhere in the middle but yeah you're always a reaction to however your parents are was there resistance? Like, did you initially want to get into this business or? No, no, I did not. Um, <laughs> so it was cool when I was a kid. Right? Sure, yeah. And then I hit like 12, 13. Then I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> and I definitely did not want to do it. And eventually. Did you like rebel? Like, what did you mean you, by rebel? I don't know. Did you start like wearing all black? Like, oh or? no, I'm not a terribly rebellious person. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I'm I'm very much a uh, follow the rules person. But um, <laughs> he, uh, I think when I was 13, he just booked me a party and hmm. was like, "You have a party in two weeks. You better know how to make things for it, or else these people are going to be pissed." Wow. Why <laughs> did like, he do that? Crap. <sighs> We're hard workers in Uh my family. You know, once I finally got that initial kick in my butt to do it and realized, oh, you can make good money doing this. My friends are, you know, working at Chick-fil-A. Right. Flipping burgers for 10 an hour. Or I I could be doing making cotton candy or making balloons and performing and doing this for much more an hour. Nice. (laughs) And and then um you know, as a teenager, you're like, okay, money. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. you get into college. And even though I was doing it in high school, like it wasn't something I was really open about. I was still like totally embarrassed by right. it. And then I got into college and that age old tale of the closeted balloon twister. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How many Hiding media texts away. have we seen of this? Just, right. to- just twisting away in obscurity. <laughs> Hoping no one sees. Mm -hmm. And um, then I got into college and I completely paid for all of my college, all of my living expenses, grad school, just doing this job. No kidding. So it went from something that I was so embarrassed about to something that I was incredibly proud of. And like it was my livelihood for a good, what, seven years there. Jeez. Um, Where'd you go to college? I went to CSU for undergrad. Okay, nice. And well DU done. And for grad school. <laughs> yeah. I went to Go CSU. Rams. That's all right. <laughs> I went to CSU for both. So Yeah. And it was a, a great thing because now we we do have the balloon twisting contract for CSU. And that started nice. because I met the activities director there yeah. um, when I was a student and showed her what I could do. So Yeah. And I used to do balloon twisting all around Fort Collins. And when was a, this approximately? Oh, gosh. How old am I? So it would have been from 2008 to 2012. Okay. Approximately. We, we just missed each other there oh. because I was there from 2000 to 06. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. Cause there's not really any other, there's like one or two other balloon twisters out in mm. Fort Collins, but you know, I was the one with all the restaurant accounts and it was nice. a great market to be in. So I loved it. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Um, so when you were like going full time, like through college, mm-hmm. how many events would you do like in a week or a month or whatever? I mean, I would do a restaurant every day, Jeez. at least every day, every day. Um, and then on the weekends I would do the longer parties wow. and events as well. So when you do like a restaurant, do they like, do they pay you a fee or like, are they like, 
do you have access here? And then diners might tip you. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, the restaurants usually pay us a base fee and it's not nearly as much as we usually charge per hour because, um, the diners are usually really great about tipping us as well. So, um, it kind of averages out to what we usually make and especially, you know, those restaurants that are incredibly great. Like we used to do all the snooze restaurants, like they're depending on what kind of restaurant you are, there's different pay structures, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but would you do like, um, you know, like there's the, the whole chain restaurant row along college, you know, there's like Applebee's and Chili's. Yeah. I used to do like snooze and three margaritas and Bojo's and, um, that Bojo's in Ulta. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I was there for a good four years. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Every Thursday, I think. Jeez. Yep. So every day, like, would you get burned out on that? Um, I definitely did for a good while, which is why, um, I think that I've scaled back on it now. I mean, in addition to having a normal day job. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think it's also important that if my parents ever want grandchildren, (laughs) that I uh, don't spend my weekends around hundreds of children. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Every weekend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're like, I have enough tastes of this. Yep. I'm all set. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So um, now as an adult, I I generally just do it on the weekends and it becomes, um, you know, our fun money or our money to save for a house and stuff like that. Okay. One thing I'm interested in is how does one become, I I mean, I understand like sort of the milieu that you've existed in Mm -hmm. that would facilitate having these skills, but how do you learn to like do balloon, balloon twisting skills? Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably definitely helped that I spent a good 12 years watching someone else do it. Right. Sure. <laughs> um, because I watch it when it happens. Cause you know, I have two young kids. My kids are yeah. three and one and a half. So we're in places where there's like face painting and balloon twisting yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I watch it. It's mystifying. <laughs> like from the outside looking in, it's totally mystifying. I, that's the general reaction. The, the sure. parents are way more interested <laughs> than the kids half the time. Well, I mean, that's, they're the ones with the money. So yeah. if you can impress them, like they'll <laughs> right. shell it out. Right. Um, and it's, believe it or not, there are a repertoire of different twists. They all have names. The tri-body parrot roll through, the, the, the teddy bear ear, the, okay. the raisin, the frumple twist, <laughs> tulip twist, all, all sorts of different twists that look different and work differently. Okay. Um, and then once you know those, you start to put them together. And in the beginning, you'll probably have a limited repertoire of, you know, these, these, these are the things I know how to make well. But as you get more into it and you get to the point where, you know, me and my dad are, you're going to be able to see all the different infinite like capabilities of these different twists to combine into something different, oh, okay. which is why when people are like, why didn't that stump you? People like to play stump the twister. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's, it's not like you just have to be able to see how they're going to combine to make new things. And I think that's the difference between like the people who do this professionally and do it well and do it for their real job. And, and you know, the people you find on Craigslist for 30 bucks an hour who know how to make a one balloon dog. (laughs) So like, like that typical, that dachshund that you see, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, what's like, okay. So that's probably like the easiest one. What are some of the easier ones too? Like, what do you start out making? Oh gosh. It's a lot of like little one balloon, the classic dogs, the kitty cats, right. um, parrots, okay. uh, are very easy. Parrots are easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I love parrots. Like I grew up loving tropical birds. I also grew up with birds. And so I was surprised. I should when... have brought my balloons today and made some stuff for you. <laughs> you could have taken it home to your kids. That would be awesome. <laughs> maybe next, maybe next yes. time we're in the office together. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I always thought that was weird too when my friends didn't have birds. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you don't have parrots in your house? Like, why not? Um, I'm like, I love birds. Oh, um, I had one bird when I was little. I begged for it, and then I didn't even notice when it kicked the bucket. That's, <laughs> that's a dark story, Savannah. Like two months later, I was like, Mom, where's the bird? And my mom was like, the bird died a little while ago. Yeah. You were busy doing exactly. everything else. Um, <laughs> I'm much more of a dog person. 
So I apparently, um, and I've met your dog. She's she's very sweet. Yeah, you met one of them. My, oh. I have another dog at home. Um, he's very anxious and nervous, okay. though, so he doesn't come into the office. Is but... he the same kind? Is he tiny? Also? Yeah, I mean he's bigger than her. Winifred, okay. for the listeners, is about three whole pounds soaking wet. Right. <laughs> um, and then Charlie's about fifteen pounds. Okay, so so okay, so the the easy ones. Do- oh, sorry, yeah, dogs, dog. cats, parrots. Swords, I imagine. Swords, bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good, quick, impressive one because you can actually shoot it. Really? Yeah. That's a fun one. You put like a penny in the tip so that's weighted and it'll go okay. really far. All right. Um, and and you you might make stuff like that for when you have a festival with like 200 people. Sure. Um, and you got to just get everybody as, as fast <laughs> as you can and try to make sure everyone gets one. You got to keep that um, line moving, right? Yeah, exactly. And then the, uh, the bigger ones that you can do with the more like, you know, 10 person birthday parties or... Um, I make like a giraffe hat that's four feet tall Jeez. or, um, a monkey that's like the size of a small child or, um, and, you know, it can go all the way up to, uh, we did Martha Stewart's haunted mansion, <laughs> uh, which was a 10,000 square foot haunted mansion with exhibits inside. And Made out of balloons? Like, yeah. 60 twisters a whole week. Jeez. So, How many hours? Oh gosh. Like all day long. So like, like 60 people working. Like full, like 12 hour days. Jeez. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, you can do anything from that to, I mean, we've made like eight foot tall Eiffel Towers or ginormous bikes for triathlons. Wow. It can really run the gamut. (laughs) Um, Has anyone ever stumped you? I don't feel, no one's ever really asked me something that I couldn't look up a picture and make but i've definitely had people surprise the heck out of me (laughs) that makes me go uh hold on (laughs) hold please um i once had like a a two-year-old probably two or three Mm -hmm. and he goes i want deoxyribonucleic acid (laughs) and i was like i i just stared at him and i was like you want what and he goes dna lady like oh my god and he wanted literally like a double helix yeah. made out of balloons so it's pretty cool stuff actually like, i know i was very impressed and i made it yeah <laughs> but kids um you know come up with some weird stuff and it's it's kind of funny because the adults like i said people like to try and play stump the twister and they come up with things like platypus or narwhal right. and they think it's going to be like weird but that's like the ones that everyone tries to stump oh, okay <laughs> so um that doesn't usually work it's usually the kids who think up something completely out of the blue right. and weird <laughs> or like um you know my daughter she never shuts up it's it's amazing. Like getting her to stop talking is the real trick. But the things that come out of her mouth, I'm never expecting. And so when I saw that movie Inside Out, mm-hmm. um, and oh, I haven't seen that. Yet. Oh, it's great. I need to. It's so fantastic. Um, I call that like part of the jobs. It's my excuse to watch children movies, <laughs> which you were going to do anyway. But now, but now I have a reason to as a grown adult. And perhaps you could write that off on your on your taxes as a business expense. Probably call it research. I should. Yeah, just start like buying Pixar movies and be like research. <laughs> getting written off necessary it's fine completely necessary um it's all going back to the company mm-hmm. but uh bing bong is her imaginary friend and uh joy asks her like what are you exactly he's like well interesting shape uh, mostly cotton candy but shape wise i'm part cat part elephant and part dolphin mm. yep i get those a lot <laughs> so like some real crazy <laughs> island of dr moreau animals yeah. right um, that's gotta be challenging to make. Or if a kid's like, I have uh, a monster friend, you know, named yeah. Felix and you're like, okay, well describe him to me. You almost become like a police sketch artist. Kind of. And it, it's funny because of course you get done with those kinds of things that are very strange. And yeah, like I feel abstract. like the adults around are like, Ooh, it's like, that's a really bad <laughs> balloon twister, but the kid's thrilled. Like it's exactly yeah. what they've ever envisioned and ever wanted. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Like that and that's so funny to me. So it I mean, in a lot of ways you're helping kids' imaginations come to life in some ways. That yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite ones when kids decide to just make their own. 
Right. It's really fun. Are there anything, like, are there challenges associated with what you do in terms of, like, are your hands aching at the end of the day? Like, mm. um, you know, what, what sort of goes into that? I mean, definitely when we do, like, the full days or big festivals, it's not usually my hands. It's usually, like, my shoulders and my back definitely okay. hurt. Uh, my dad by now has arthritis in his hands for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wearing hand braces and hoping I do not get to that point. <laughs> what do you mean hand braces? Uh, they make, they make like hand braces, the ones that like slip over so that your fingers, um, still peek out and you can still twist, but okay. it holds your wrists a lot more. Still. Oh, okay. Hoping I will not have to wear those anytime soon. <laughs> um, well, and your dad being a professional clown, mm-hmm. I mean, is he doing like any slapstick stuff? Like, is he taking falls? Like- oh my gosh. He, we have very different styles of balloon twisting. Okay. Um, he is definitely very loud and very, um, like dad jokey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one ever laughs at, but he thinks they're <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Um, it's the mark of a good dad joke. Yeah. Ready? Um, what uh, balloon animal can't you make? Okay. A porcupine because they pop themselves. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Okay. Well um, played. Yeah. Yeah. Great jokes. He, he's very loud and boisterous and funny. Um, and then I'm a lot calmer with the kids. I've had a lot of people call me the child whisperer because by the time I'm done with a party, usually like the children will be seated in like a half circle around me, like (laughs) whispering quietly and waiting for their turn patiently. And like, (laughs) I'm a lot calmer and like, I talk to the kids a lot. And whereas my dad's just like, he's like at them. Yes. (laughs) You're sort of with them. He's at them. Yes. And I've, I've had, People tell us we're very different experiences. Some people absolutely prefer one over the other. Sure. I've actually, um, some poor, poor family and I know exactly what they meant. I wasn't mad at them, but, um, my dad subbed for me at a restaurant one week and then I came back and this family goes, we are so glad you're back. There was this guy here last week. He would not stop. And I was like, Oh, my dad. And they were like, Oh God. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, I totally, I totally understand. And me and my dad both had a good laugh over it. Um, cause they're definitely very different styles. That's funny. But, yeah. Are you ever like, if someone books you particularly for like a <clears throat> private party, are there ever like red flags for you? Like, yeah. Are, are there places like <laughs> you won't go or like gigs you won't take? I don't get them very often, but I have had, um, a couple where like on the phone, I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I'm the right fit for you Mm. sort of thing. Um, there was this one guy one time who he probably spent a good 20 minutes telling me all about his, uh, his son's first birthday party and how they're going to have like caterers and pony rides and like 200 people and this huge do up. Um, and then that he wanted to hire me for it. And when I told him my hourly rate, he went, Oh, you're not worth that. (laughs) And I'm like, you just told me about a party that you're dropping thousands on. And, and, and then he, you know, tried to, um, start like haggling down. And Mm. I was like, you know, I think I'm just a little bit more balloon talent than you need, obviously, if that price point is too high for you. So I'm going to say that you should probably look up some other people. Yeah. <laughs> so like stuff like that um, sometimes happens. A lot of the time, um, it's not really until I get to the party that sometimes I'll figure out that something's not quite right. I've never had anything dangerous. Okay. Um, my dad has. <laughs> really? But, uh, it's, have you ever seen that movie Shakes the Clown? No. Okay. It was from the eighties. Bobcat Goldthwait's in it. It's totally weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's this sort of like, very dark comedy, but he's like this alcoholic and mm-hmm. he performs better after he's been drinking. But the movie is filled with all this like peril and danger and stuff. So I was wondering if you'd ever seen it because you mentioned your dad has had some weird things happen. Yeah. And not so much on balloon twisting, I think because it's more of a happy, like kid oriented. Right. Um, but and, definitely and usually younger kids too, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. 
Um, but with the singing telegrams is where he's, oh, yeah. Um, we no longer do forgive me pleases. Oh, okay. <laughs> he got one, um, where <laughs> forgive me pleases the guy left a lady at the altar and then oh. the dad pulled a gun on him. Like get the hell out of my house. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's run into a couple of guns. <sighs> there's, there's been just a few weird ones like, um, he once went to a singing telegram where everyone was really quiet and staring at him really, really hard. No one was saying anything like the vibe was just off and he couldn't figure out like what was going on. Right. And then he got out to the parking lot and the person who hired him was like, that was great. And like, here's the money. And my dad's like, I don't know if I should accept this. I think like that didn't go well. I want you to be happy. And he was like, no, it was great. What are you talking about? And my dad finds out that everyone in the room was deaf. Oh, jeez. So they were reading his lips and they were, that's why they were staring at him so intently. (laughs) And he was like, you couldn't have told me, like. Give me a heads up here, bro. Exactly. So like weird stuff like that'll happen. (laughs) I think the weirdest one I've ever had is I once showed up to a birthday party to find out it was for a dog. Okay. So. I'm like, where's the birthday boy? And they're like, right here. And it's a huge bulldog. You're like, that's a dog. Yeah. And I, I like laughed and they were like, no, this is the birthday boy. Where- the dog loved to pop balloons. Okay. So all of these adults were, you know, swilling back cocktails and ordering balloons. And then they'd throw it for the dog and the dog would have the time of its life popping it and we'd do it all over again. So whatever, whatever you guys want. That seems know? like an expensive proposition for a dog. <laughs> they, they had quite a nice house. Oh, so, they were doing uh, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think they could afford it. I was just thinking about the forgive me pleases thing because mm. yeah, I could see why you wouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, at first we had a intense screening policy and even then it got to the point where we were just like, nope. Cause we started getting, we had like a stalker or two. Of course. And yeah. It, it just started getting bad. So we don't, we don't touch those. <laughs> well, especially uh, people are in a very emotionally charged place if there's yeah. discord between two people mm-hmm. and then you send in someone who is singing to them and yeah. it's like, get, get the, the hell, hell out of here. Like I, like that's where most of the guns have been pulled. <laughs> I can imagine. Holy Lord. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So something else I'm interested in culturally yeah in that and and by the way how many like you said there there were only a couple of balloon twisters in fort collins like how many people like you are there maybe like 20 25 wow i mean there are more in terms of like i mentioned before if you want to go on craigslist and spend 30 bucks there are people who do that but in terms of people america yeah yeah and I mean, that's fine if you're doing a birthday party for like two year olds, right? They don't care. Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but in terms of people who like really make this their job and know how to make really great things, um, 20, 25 of us. Do you know most of them? Yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yes, I imagine I it's a pretty small Growing universe. Grown up with most of them. Are there ever like competitions? Like, uh, um, like World Series of Balloon Twisting or something? They're called Balloon Jams. No kidding. <laughs> Balloon jams. Balloon jams. Yes. Um, and I mean, we hold like many ones, different people all over Colorado will take turns hosting every couple of months and everyone will come together and like learn things from each other. Okay. But they do really big ones, balloon conventions where like top balloon artists will teach classes and okay. there will be huge competitions where they make, uh, you know, huge balloon exhibits or just great things. Um, so yeah, there is actually a whole a whole scene wow. <laughs> to it. One of the things I love most about doing this show is there is a subculture for everything. Right. I imagine <laughs> and this has got to be weird. Are do you ever get like balloon fetishists? Like are there like I have never run into one. Um, thank goodness. They've gotta be out there, right? <laughs> I'm and... sure. Uh but that I've never had one call me. <laughs> okay. That would be a weird day. Yeah, I it can... would be. That would be not a great party to show up to. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um, do you do events with your dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's we do cool. stuff a lot together. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at the website, and you guys have like, do you have like bounce houses and stuff too? <clears throat> we like, do. We've got a whole damn carnival. <laughs> wow. So I guess my question is, given that you've grown up around this, and you know your dad's a professional clown and all that, 
there's a lot of what I perceive to be cultural affectation about fear of clowns. Oh gosh. Yeah. How frequently do you run into that and how do you feel about it? Um, it is pretty pervasive. I will say when I was a kid versus now, my dad does a lot less, um, of dressing up as a clown. Okay. So we wear just what we call blacks now, which is like black pants and like a colorful shirt, maybe like a vest with balloon animals on it oh, or sure, something, yeah. just normal clothes because kids get scared. Hmm. Um, and we don't want to scare. Them no, <laughs> sure. All. And more often than not, I'll, I'll have the mom on the phone and she'll go, what do you guys come dressed in? <laughs> and that's her subtle way of saying, please don't scare the crap out of my kid by dressing right. as a clown. <laughs> so we, we tend to wear normal clothes most of the time now and we'll, we'll get those a few parties here and there that do want clowns. I would say the big thing more than anything is the fear of balloons themselves. Really? Oh, it's horrible. Uh, I cannot tell you like how many parents, like I'll be at a restaurant and yeah. a parent will go, I need to go like away Yeah, okay. <laughs> and they'll like go wait across the restaurant, um, until I'm done making the balloons because they can't stand the sound or they're terrified of it popping. Oh, like the fingers on, on the yeah. rubber. Um, yeah. and they're also like really scared that it's going to pop and they're scared that it's going to pop. Yeah. Like- I, I'm like, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> like if anything, it might hurt my hands, but it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, it may startle everyone, which, yeah. you know, that's not fun, but. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I advise people to not take balloons on planes because if a <laughs> balloon pops in an airport, it's going to sound like a gunshot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I've had people who are like, oh, we're going to take this to the airport. It's so fun. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Do not. <laughs> um, but yeah, people get real weird about the sound and the popping and it's almost always adults, never kids. That's strange. I'd never would have known that. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but the, uh, the fear of clowns, I mean, certainly with kids, like it's a very, uh, over the top presentation and like necessarily, mm-hmm. but with adults, I feel like, you know, with like Pennywise, the clown or like twisty, the clown who was on American horror story. Mm-hmm. Culturally, like, it's a very sort of chic and vogue thing to, like, be afraid of clowns. But I'm like, I think you're putting on airs a little bit. A little bit. I was a little bit afraid of clowns for a while just because I was at a circus and Mm -hmm. one blasted me in the face with a water gun. Oh, that's not nice. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he meant any harm, but, you know, I'm a young, impressionable little kid. And that was back when water guns looked like Uzis too. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was like this automatic thing and it was like blasted me in the face. I'm like, yo. But now I'm like, what are you, like, what are you doing? These, <laughs> these strike me as some of the most gentle people on earth. They, they really are. Um, I mean, obviously just with the line of work, you've got to be, you're acting with kids all day. You have yeah. to be kind and gentle and, you know, maybe you are boisterous, but sure. at heart you have to have tiny people like you. <laughs> so you have to be a, <laughs> you have to be a good person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, adults definitely, like I had friends in college who would like, I had one friend confess to me that they were like a little bit afraid to come over to my house. And I was like, why? And they're like, your parents are clowns. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not like there was a, um, they don't like wear it all the time. What's it called? My real, my true life on uh, MTV. Yeah. You know what that was. Um, yeah. True life. There was like a true life. My parents are clowns. And yeah. these people though had like their house decorated with clowns oh, and geez. like walked around in their clown outfits all day and i'm like that's extreme so that's that's like a lifestyle we don't have clown stuff around our house all the costumes are contained in one room mm-hmm. my parents don't walk around as clowns unless they're like in between jobs and need some food or something right <laughs> so um i think people do think it's a little more extreme than it is right. they're they're normal people when they're not wearing the clown outfit <laughs> Or yeah. all of the other outfits, for that matter. Does that wear you out, though, having to swim upstream against that perception? A little bit. Like, I think it's kind of one of those things where, you know, waiters get tired of the whole, like, oh, it was so terrible, clearly, because I finished it all kind of joke. Oh, and yeah. it's, like, the same thing with balloon twisters, where you just kind of laugh, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. <laughs> so scary. So as you mentioned, you have a day job Mm -hmm. and you do this just sort of as a side gig. Right. Do you have any designs on scaling this up or doing it more than you are now? I could see when I get older, 
mm. closer to retirement age, maybe right. scaling it up. But for now, I'm pretty happy with having it on the side. It's funny because I don't do it nearly as much as my day job, but it's so much more draining because you're on 24 seven. Um, you're surrounded by tons of people who all want your attention. Yeah. You're also on top of that doing something physical. Mm-hmm. So it's both physically and mentally draining. And so at the end of, you know, a two, three hour party, I'll be much more tired than I am after a full day of regular work. Yeah. Um, so I kind of don't want to do it all day, every day. Yeah, no, that you know makes what sense. I mean? Are you more naturally introverted or extroverted? Would you say? I'm a pretty big introvert. Okay. Um, which again, so, probably plays into how I handle kids versus my dad. But yeah, no, you, when you mentioned that it's draining, I, you know, I always think the big difference between introverts and extroverts is, what draws power from you and where do you draw power? Yeah. See, my dad does this all day, every day and he's fine. Wow. (laughs) But to me, it's very, you know, I love doing it. And 99% of the time, the kids are adorable and sweet and it's fun, but it is very tiring. Yeah. Um, because I'm naturally introverted too, because I draw, I I gain power when I'm like alone for Mm -hmm. a while. And I need to put my head down and do stuff. And then I'm ready to come out and like go be with people. Yeah. And people go, yeah, but you do PR for a living. And I go, I know. Like, <laughs> And it's draining. Yeah. And it's exhausting. <laughs> uh, certain aspects of it are. But, yep. uh, is there an animal or is there a thing that someone could pitch to you where you go, oh, God, I can't, I don't want to make another one of these. Oh, man. Um, are you tired of making something? It'll be... Uh, it's kind of on an individual event basis because right, what'll be happen is one kid will get something and then every single other kid will be like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I'm like, I can make other things. I can make anything you want. And they're like, no, I want that. Right. And we'll have a run of like 30 kids who all want the same dang thing. Well, I want like <laughs> and Iron like, Man or something. Pick like anything else, <laughs> please. <laughs> so it's usually whatever that, that one balloon we get a run of is that I'm like, I don't ever want to make this again. And it happens kind of seasonally too. Like after Easter, I'm like, nobody asked me for a bunny. Yeah. Dear God (laughs) (laughs) sort of thing. Um, so it kind of happens by season or by event, but funny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, if someone were to want to get into this, if they're Mm -hmm. listening to this and they'll be like, that would be fun. Sounds like great money. You can Sort of, I mean, you're at the whims of when parties happen. So you're right. working nights and weekends, which yeah. I think people, when they look at the allure of working for yourself in any mm-hmm. way, there's going to be things about it that are less than fun and you're working when everyone else is having a good time. Yeah. You, you got to know that you're going to be working on all the holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're going to be the only one sober <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But it's a really welcoming community. Cool. Um, you know, if you wanted to, you could call up any balloon twister in Colorado and say, I want to come to your next balloon jam. And they would wholeheartedly invite you. I'm wow. sure. Like there's not many of us. So we all work together. We all, um, do parties together. We all pass jobs off to each other. You know, if we can't make something, right. we all refer each other. So we're pretty close knit and we kind of share and share alike. If someone learns something or finds out about something cool, like they're going to tell others, they're going to teach you and anyone here would be happy to teach you. Um, I definitely have done lessons for people where they've hired me to come and teach them how to do stuff. But yeah, if, if you wanted to, um, I'd say maybe start with YouTube. Hmm. Um, they do have balloon tutorials definitely on there, uh, to learn the basics and do not, do not go and buy one of the little kits from like Target or okay. Hobby Lobby. They give you terrible quality balloons and you're going to think you can't do it. Wow. <laughs> Cause they're just going to pop on you. So where should you buy balloons? Then? Uh, go to Qualitex okay. online, uh, and buy yourself some balloons and a balloon pump or power to you if you can actually blow them up. Cause I've been doing this for 15 years <laughs> and I can't. Um, <laughs> you gotta have good lung power. Yep. Pop that vein in your forehead. Yeah. Right? It's actually quite, actually really don't blow them up by yourself. Cause it's quite dangerous. A oh. lot of balloon twisters have like popped stuff in their stomach or oh, blood vessels or yeah, don't do it. Um, get <laughs> you, the pump, use the pump. So go buy some, uh, some balloons, some good quality balloons for yourself and a pump and 
watch YouTube for a little while and go to balloon jams, maybe pay for a couple lessons from an expert and you could totally set up your own business. Wow. Well, it sounds like a delightful community and not at all cutthroat, <laughs> which is... It's not. I mean, you can't be when there's that few of you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you become like a community. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, this is the time on the show when uh, we do plugs. So Savannah, where can people find you? Where can they find out more about your business? How do they get in touch with you? Anything you want to plug? It's all yours. Yeah. Uh, so you can always find me online at Savannah, the balloon twister.com. Uh, my name is spelled S A V A N N A H. So two N's and an H. Um, you can find me on, um, Facebook under the same name, Savannah, the balloon twister, or you could go to Instagram under Denver balloons. Um, and you can always feel free to call me, get a party quote, um, get lessons, get more information on how to do balloons and I'll be happy to help you. This is awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Savannah. This is my first show back doing interviews, and I don't know that I could have picked a more fun way to bring this show back. Um, So thank you for uh, pitching me the idea of doing this one. You got it. All right. Continued success to you. Thank you. And that brings episode 167 with Savannah the Balloon Twister to a close. Thank you, Savannah, for taking some time and giving us some insight into this world that I personally knew very little about, but uh, am thrilled to learn more about. So... If you want to learn more about Savannah, go to savannatheballoontwister.com. Find that link on johnofalltrades.us. Also, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and now Instagram, all at the same handle, J-O-H-E-Pod. Facebook is the only place to get exclusive episode previews. Those drop on Monday. New episodes drop on Wednesday. They'll be available on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at the John of All Trades homepage. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. As I said in the intro, we have a lot of great content coming at you. Much different episodes from each other. So stay tuned for brand new episodes. We're back with a full slate. And I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be out in the community, meeting people, and bringing content that I think matters, that I think is interesting, and that hopefully sheds a little more light into the world in places where you didn't know that you needed more info. So... Thank you for listening. I cannot tell you what it means to me. One last plug, readerschoice.westward.com. Please vote for John of All Trades as Best Denver Podcast. I'm back here next week with a fresh episode. So until I hear you then, say goodnight, Tracy. That's good, Johnny. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we We speak. speak.